What's up, everybody? This is the Booch, and this shout out goes to all of the members of the Booch Cast Nation. On behalf of the entire team and all of my affiliates, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for your continued support of the Boochcast. Whether it's wrestling recaps, interviews, politics, variety shows, movie reviews, whatever episodes we come out with, you guys listen, you guys tune in, and you show your support. And it means the world to us. And we're going to commence with this latest episode in just a moment. But I want to take this opportunity right now to let you guys know something really huge that is going on in the world of the booch. I am now officially on Cameo. That's right. The Cameo. The same Cameo where celebrities go and give personal shout-out videos for all their fans. And I'm here to let you guys know that for the affordable price of just $25 you can get a personalized video from me on cameo and it can be for any occasion that you want you got somebody you want me to wish a happy birthday I'll make it happen you want me to congratulate someone on graduating high school or college I'll make it happen whether it's a happy holidays video it can be a gender reveal it can be somebody who needs some motivation you want the boots to motivate you or if you got somebody in your life that you want to break up with I'll help make the breakup happen or if you got somebody in your life that you want to tell to fuck off and you want it done booch style all you got to do is go to cameo.com slash booch 365 there'll be a link in the description box of every episode of the booch cast from now till the end of time go there book your video customize it however you want let me know how you want it done and i will make it happen for you so go to cameo.com slash booch365 right now and book your personalized video today for the affordable price of $25. And now, on with the show. Lutes. Vials. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person Cross from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection. If you don't screw up this moment somehow, maybe you won't die alone. Don't be too needy or bring up your ex. Don't say the word. Don't ever mention you've never had sex Trust me, I promise she knows And now her defenses are starting to fall Smile and return her affection If you don't manage to
What's up everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now, he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudes? Yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Genius speaking, I'm not that broke. This car tonight was boring. I was bored out of my fucking skull. I was skull. fucking bored out of my goddamn skull too. I was like, Benny, stay awake. Benny, stay awake. That, that's when you know it's bad, when <laughs> I stay can't awake. stay awake. Because here's the thing, I've been tired as a motherfucker before. That ain't nothing new to me, ladies and gentlemen. But I can tell you right now, if I'm falling asleep during the show, that's a red flag that you're not doing well. Not well at all. Um, and I, I, of course, that's granted from the fact that I, you know, obviously we were up, um, I had to get up early this morning, uh, you know, to take, you know, to get, uh, showered, shaved, and camera ready, because Zach and I did some, uh, Dark Side of the 2000 recordings earlier today, so we're getting the ball rolling on that, so we can get those out rolling, to you guys. Rolling, rolling, Yes, to, uh, get those out to you guys, uh, very soon. Um, we had to put a lot of energy into those episodes, so if I sound a little groggy and tired, that's why, but know that we are uh, still delivering, still giving you guys a show because um, mm. this is what we do. And we kick things off with our opening segment here. We have the NXT Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, Lynn says she isn't cleared to compete, but neither is Tiffany Stratton because they beat the piss out of each other. Lynch puts over Stratton. When she won the title, she said she wanted to elevate it to heights it had never seen before. Lynch is eyeing night one of Halloween Havoc, which, as we mentioned on the No Mercy uh, recap, if you haven't heard that, go back and check that out because uh, this will make a lot more sense. Um, she men They mentioned it would be a two-night event. Night one would be October 24th. Night two would be on October 31st, which is also Halloween night. So be prepared for that. Um, Lyra Valkyria interrupts, and Valkyria says Lynch's debut and career is what made her become a wrestler. Basically, the first episode of NXT she ever saw was the night Becky Lynch debuted, and as a fellow Irish woman, it inspired her uh, to get in the ring and pursue her career. So Becky Lynch is kind of like her hero. And basically, she says that, you know, it was an honor to team up with her, but she thinks she's ready to face her for the title. And before Lynch can accept Valkyra's challenge, Indy Hartwell's music hits. Hartwell walks to the ring reminds Lynch that she never lost the title that's on her shoulder. That's very, very true. Yes, because we all know she won the title at Stand and Deliver. Um, you know, of course, uh, she was worn out. She was tired. But then um, Dexter Loomis, her husband, came out and, you know, hoisted her up on her shoulders and got her up the ladder so she could grab the championship which I don't really count that as interference personally. I kind of feel like you know, hey, she earned the match she she was, she was just needed a little boost to get up there and plus it was insanely over with the crowd when she Very, 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 very over. I remember that we were over at Dash's house we were like, <gasps> Hey, look! No, were no, we? We were over here. Oops. No, no, this, no. What happened? What had happened was. What had happened was. We were here. Here. And then we did the recap with uh, Derek Showtime. No. And then after we finished that recap, then we went to Desmond's for night one of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So we all had right. to. Oops. Yeah, we had to get it all organized here. Yeah, yeah, that was true. That was and very, yeah, very true. Yeah, we took care of it here. Yeah. Then went and we took care of it over there. Yes, then we went to Desmond's house. So. 
you know, and then she also mentioned how right where Becky was standing, uh, Indy Hartwell got married on NXT because her and Dexter Loomis, uh, you know, got together. So that was a, which was a stellar moment uh, for NXT as well. And Hartwell, you know, wants the shot at the title as well. Then the buzzkill to end all buzzkills. Vinny's most up. favorite fucking person in the whole wide world shows up. AJ Styles showed up to challenge. Oh, fuck you. You know what I mean. <laughs> no. Roxanne Perez shows up. She wants her title back. Fuck my life. Uh, Lynch books then a triple threat match between Perez, Valkyrie, and Hartwell with the winner to get a shot at Lynch's title at Halloween Havoc. And then, um, you know, apparently Lynch is now the general manager of NXT and got to make the uh, match for this. <laughs> I mean, uh, Becky Lynch just came out that, yep, I'm the NFC champion. Get over it. Valkyrie came out trying to play kiss ass to Becky Lynch. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I could tell she was speaking from the heart, and it's a baby. When a babyface does that, it's speaking from the heart. Heels kiss ass. Babyfaces don't. This was her basically saying, hey, I've, I've idolized you, and I'm asking for a title shot straight up. Yeah, and then Eddie Arville came out there and tried to prove it for her that she never lost a title, and she did it. Then, of course, Vinny's most favorite person in the whole fucking world, Roxanne Cabritz came out there, it's time for me to get my title back. He's like, no, it's not. I need to stay on Becky Lynch. This was a good opening segment right here. I'm eager to see what be big time Bex is going to do with the NFC title. Vinny, your thoughts? Very simple. Um, I enjoyed it till Roxanne came out. Uh, but I will say I did enjoy one thing about Roxanne coming out. What's that? The boos. The boo Oh my god, she was getting booed out of the building and it was so fucking beautiful and there are so many people on Twitter right now that are triggered and they are butthurt because they can't believe that people are booing Roxanne Perez. It's because when you look at Becky Lynch, when you look at Lyra Valkyria, when you look at Indy Hartwell, when you look at Roxanne Perez, one of these things just doesn't belong here. And that's Roxanne. She does not belong in this picture. Okay? It's it's embarrassing to, that they even have to have the triple threat match. Because here's what I would rather see. I'd rather see Lyra Valkyra get a shot on night one of Halloween Havoc. I'd like to see Indy Hartwell get a title shot on night two of Halloween Havoc. And Roxanne Perez get released. That that that'd be the perfect thing for me because I would enjoy that immensely. But I feel like you have two nights of Halloween Havoc. Why would you reduce Becky Lynch to only one night? Put her on both. Right now, she's the biggest star in NXT. Why not? I I think that would be a better use of Becky Lynch to put her on both nights. Don't just put her on one. So what are you gonna do for night two? Do you got anybody that's gonna draw ratings for night two? Nope. Not at the moment. I don't no, see it. No, you do not. So that's what I would like to see. Other than a triple threat match, because we already know how I feel about triple threat matches. They're a waste of fucking time. Waste of time. So, after we get through this, we go to our first official match of the evening. Uh, we have a tag team match, which you wouldn't be able to tell from the nameplate. We got uh, Tyler Bate and Butch versus Gallus. Meh. Meh. Uh, was this a good opening bout, Benny, you think? I, I believe so. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. We already knew that everybody wanted to wanted uh peak time. <clears throat> That's what we call them because we call them by their Christian name. Yeah. And uh, Tyler Bate did too. These two actually worked very very well together. Did they not? Yes, they had they, very they, good they chemistry. Was, okay, they they got along. They they're not really a tag team. They're not. But these uh, two tag teams beat the shit out of each other. Lot of, uh, Vinny doesn't really care for uh, Gallus. I like Gallus. I do. Everything 
everything was going dandy, everything was going fine. Tyler Bate and Butch won, but all of a sudden, Joe Coffey attacks uh, Bate and Butch. All of a sudden, the other, the biggest behemoth, Rich Harlan from the uh, Brawling Brutes, came out there to save the day. Manny, take it away, sir. Well, yes. Well, that's because they were they were trying to make this like now a three on three thing, so it's going to be like a couple six mans that we can expect to see, you know, going forward in NXT. We're going to see a bunch of six mans and then this thing breaking down into that to keep this rivalry going. Yeah, that's um, true. Even though, again, it makes no logical sense for why this is even happening. They haven't even explained why Dallas got involved in the Heritage Cup match to begin with, which is the thing that I want to hear because I want to know who the fuck thought this idea was good. I think it's goddamn ridiculous. But, it's fucking stupid, 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 stupid. And also, whoever's in charge of the nameplate when these guys walk out to the ring um, needs to do a better job. Um, if you're in a tag team match, it shouldn't be Butch with Tyler Bate or Tyler Bate with Butch. It's Tyler Bate and Butch. Also, why are you using a SmackDown nameplate and not an NXT nameplate? Seriously, this is a massive botch. And the, ma- and the match hasn't even started yet. Like, who who thought that was a smart idea? You're literally fucking up the match and confusing people. Because you don't do wet unless it's a singles match and the guy's going to be in their corner. That's when you do shit like that. Like Gallus with Joe Coffey. That's what that should say. Because Joe Coffey's not in the match. He's just in their corner. Tyler Bate and Butch, they're both in the match. Nobody's in the, in the, in the corner. There's no corner man here. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. That's true. that was stupid. But as far as the actual match... I thought it was very good. Yeah, it was okay. A couple good tag team moments. Um, obviously doing the thing with the fingers and the bending of the arm, which yeah. I couldn't tell if that was like that didn't feel realistic to me. The thing with the arms, like twisting the arms and like bending both of them down, and yeah. that being enough to force them to the ground. Yeah. yeah. I just thought like this is this is dumb. Some of this <laughs> some of this looked clearly choreographed. Very choreographed. And that's why I, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I understand that right but, there. But you know, and then in the end we had um you know Butch and Bate land a double Tyler driver for the win, you know, so they're getting some type of double team action here and also it leaves the door open for a potential like if Tyler Bate and Butch decide they want to be a tag team and maybe go after the NXT tag team titles. That would be very, very, very good to see. The family against uh, against uh, Butch and uh, Tyler Bate, I think that would be a very good match, actually. I would enjoy that, personally. I would enjoy, I would, I would enjoy that tremendously. All right, so yeah. move it on. Sir. Yes. On. Now we got the uh, in-ring segment with Ilya Dragunov, the new NXT champion. Dragunov says we can refer to him by many names, but especially the new NXT champion. Dragunov puts over Carmelo Hayes. He says today he can barely stand, but he does stand. He promises he would fulfill his destiny. Dragunov will turn this championship reign to a symbol of incomparable passion. He will protect that promise with his life. Long live the czar. Trick Williams' music hits. The crowd goes nuts. Williams congratulates Dragunov. He isn't out here because of Dragunov's championship. He's here because someone else won a title at No Mercy. Williams is the new North American champion. Williams credits Dragunov for pushing him to the next level. Dragunov tells Williams he is proud of him. At no mercy, Williams whooped that trick. Carmelo Hayes' music hits. Hayes tells Dragunov he appreciates the kind words. Hayes asks Williams why he is thanking Dragunov. He's been telling Williams for years that he's going to be a champion. Hayes tells Williams that winning the title is one thing, defending it's another. William asks Hayes what he meant by that. Dragunov says the same question. Dragunov tells Hayes this is a conversation between champions. If Hayes thinks they aren't done, Hayes can come see him when he figures all this out. Hayes tells Williams if he wants to follow in his footsteps, 
Williams needs to focus on Dominic tonight. Dominic Mysterio interrupts. Mysterio says he promised Mommy he would bring his title back home. Hayes tells Williams he will be in his corner. The Judgment Day gets involved tonight. Dominic asks Williams how long he will be in Hayes' shadow. William declines Kit Hayes' offer. He won the title alone. He'll defend it alone. This right here was a good uh, uh, segment right here. Um, uh, the Dragon Out came out there to celebrate. Yeah, I'm the new champion. I'm the czar. He was just celebrating. Then um, Trick Williams comes out there and says, like, yeah, you want a title, but I also want a title. This right here was just a typical talking and, uh, and complaining. Basically said, I don't need your help. I got this on my own. Benny, take it away. Overall, um... I thought the promo segment was good. Uh, Dragunov, obviously, um, you know, staking his claim to being the new champion and how he wants to run the title reign. And, you know, I thought Trick Williams did a great job, you know, you know, announcing, hey, like, I got pushed to my limits. I am, you know, ready to be a champion because, you know, the fight that we had, it, it lit a fire underneath me. Which, obviously, Carmelo's going to take personally, and they're probably planting the seeds for a potential, you know, like I said, feud between the two of them. Because right now, the jealousy is going to creep in. Because Trick Williams is a champion, and Carmelo Hayes is not. True. So, right now, you've got an opportunity for Carmelo Hayes, if he wants to turn heel, to have a reason to stab Trick Williams in the back if need be. Also, you got to bear in mind, the crowd is chanting, Mellow Mist. Mm-hmm. Like, they are really turning on him, which means that if a heel turn is going to happen, it has to be Mellow that does it. Because Trick is way too fucking over. That's very, very true. He's way more over than Mellow is. Yes. Shocking. Yes, right now he is. Like I'm saying, this is, you know, if you're picking somebody to turn heel, you got to go with what the crowd is saying. If they're heavy behind somebody, it's stupid to turn them heel. I mean, it's doable, but it's stupid. So... The logical choice would be for Melo to turn heel. Plus, Carmelo's already established he's good at being a heel. He has the ability to be a heel. Yes, he does. Trick does too, but he's got a great opportunity here as a babyface, and they have to capitalize on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. since I see him as being uh, more likely to be a champion, a yes. world champion. I, I mean, obviously Carmelo already is a champion, but Trick to me is more believable as a world champion. So that's why I would keep him as the babyface. And then, of course, Dominic just coming out here to... Bitch and complain. Yeah, and talk a bunch of shit that we don't really need to hear. No, so, we do not. I felt like Dominic did not need to be involved in this. He did not need to be involved at all, sir. And, of course, um, they're trying to, you know, divide and conquer because Trick is so obsessed with wanting to get out of Carmelo's shadow that he's turning down help that he probably needs. But yeah, more, But true. more on that later. More of that later, sir. All right. So, on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We have a number one contenders triple threat match. Indy Hartwell versus Lyra Valkyria versus Roxanne Perez. I'm going to say this once again. Meh. 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 Um, didn't really enjoy this right here. I mean, thankfully, the right person won. Roxanne Perez did not win. Uh, Valley Valkyria did. I really wanted uh, Indy Hartwell to win. But these three ladies just went at it at a normal triple threat match. Then all of a sudden, Kiana James came out there and took out Roxanne Perez, and then Becky Lynch gave her a kick. And then at, in the end, one, two, three. Thankful the thank you to the wrestling gods that the number one contender on October 24th will be Lara Vakuri. Take it away, Vinny. Yeah, she hit the splash off the top because by this point, Indy Hartwell was already um out and unconscious from the Pop Rocks. Mm-hmm. And I've never loved Kiana James more 
than I do right now. I am hot for teacher right now because she dispensed NXT justice. Justice. That's what this was. We don't have to sit through Roxanne Perez getting another fucking title shot. We don't have to sit through Roxanne Perez getting another title run that she does not deserve. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not a fan of Roxanne Perez. I don't find her believable. I don't like the underdog crap. I've seen this storyline too many times. It's Liv Morgan 2.0 and me no likey. So I'm glad Lyra's getting the shot because she's at least got some badass believability to her. Yeah. Uh, Indy Hartwell, obviously, apparently on Raw, I think Becky had a backstage segment with her and invited her to come back to NXT for this because they're trying to give Indy something to do because, you know, ever since she came back from injury, she hadn't really done much, which to me is stupid because all I'm thinking is if you need something for her to do, index. Let's go with that. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. could be something we can work with. You know, use Index. Bring back, you know, the the chemistry between Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. That's brilliant. It was over before they even called up Dexter to do anything. Put them back together. That'll be entertainment. That would be entertainment. Good quality entertainment. So Very good quality entertainment. So I'd love to see that. Especially if, if Indy, assuming, of course, Indy's not going to be the one... To beat Becky Lynch. Because Indy should get a title shot. Like I said, she never lost the title. So you have a story to tell. So my guess is, since Lyra won, I've got a theory that I think what Becky's probably going to do is one of two things. Mm. Either Indy Hartwell is going to get the shot at deadline. Or Kiana James is going to get the shot at deadline. One of those two things is bound to happen. My question is, which one? Because if Indy's getting the shot at deadline, she might be the one that takes it. True. If Kiana James is getting the title shot, I don't know if she'd be the one that takes it. But Indy Hartwell and Becky Lynch do need to lock up one time. Yes, they do. That's why I'm saying Lyra should get it on night one. Let Indy get a shot on night two. Don't limit Becky Lynch just one night. She, like I said, she's your biggest star. Let her compete both nights. I, I don't see why you wouldn't want to do that. But either way, Lyra Valkyra won, so I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Shout out to Kiana James. She is a goddess of NXT right now. <laughs> so then we cut to the backstage area where we see a, uh, you know, Carmelo Hayes mm-hmm. just kind of walking around. He bumps into good old Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. Who tells him he can tell that he's angry, he's frustrated, and that he should take that rage out on everyone, destroy everyone, especially Trick Williams. Mello says, you leave Trick out of this. You know, he's like, well, where was he? Was he was he standing at Gorilla to come give you a best friend hug after you lost? Everything's going to be all right. He goes, no, he wasn't. You had to go find him because he was being selfish. And basically, you know, sets him straight, telling him, you know, that Trick basically doesn't care about him. Yeah, I can see him saying that like like that. He basically says, like, dude, do what I do. Start being the shit out of everybody and screw everybody else. Think about you and only you. That's basically what he was saying right there to me. Well, yes, valid point. Um, but here's the difference, though. Braun Breaker didn't exactly have friends in NXT. The closest he came to even being part of a team or a faction in NXT was when they had the match at War Games with the black and gold versus 2.0. Ironically, it was Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D on a team at War Games. Basically, the four of them were kind of representing the new generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were going after the black and gold, which I think had Tommaso Ciampa. I can't remember the other people. I don't remember either. I know, um, I think LA Knight somehow managed to join that team, Mm -hmm. which I thought was odd. (laughs) 
I think maybe I think maybe technically they were still black and gold when he joined, but he wasn't like black and gold from like day one ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was kind of a weird concept there. But that's how they kind of that's the closest thing Braun Breaker came to being any part of group or faction was that 2.0 team. Like the four these guys were leading the new generation. And then once that ended, they all kind of went back to feuding amongst each, amongst themselves against each other. So obviously, Braun doesn't know what that's like, but also, you know, they're trying to plant those seeds to see how Carmelo's feeling. Like, yeah, Trick wasn't there for me. Trick was being selfish. And the argument you could make is like, was he being selfish? Or maybe he was just relaxing after a, winning a title, you know? And he's kind of just, you know, relaxing, getting himself, you know, decompressing from everything. And that was it. Plus... Carmelo and Trick were kind of doing their own thing. So it's not like they were, I mean, they're still friends, they're still bros, but, you know, they're not, they weren't doing the whole, I'm in your corner, we're walking out to the ring together thing. They were kind of being sort of separate because Trick had something to prove and still feels like he has something to prove. So Melo is starting to feel left out or he's starting to feel like the second banana. And once you've been the top guy, it's hard to go into the background. It's not easy. So now it's becoming more of an ego jealousy thing. And again, it's playing the seeds for what could be a potential breakup and a heel turn for Carmelo. Yep, 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 yep. And then we cut to the backstage area again where we see Ilya Dragunov and Baron Corbin. And Corbin basically confronts uh, Dragunov and basically says, you know, hey, other than Carmelo Hayes, I'm the only person that's beat you in the last year. And he thinks that makes him deserving of a title shot. And then, of course, Dragunov reminds uh, Corbin that I just beat Carmelo Hayes. So I would beg to differ on that. Yeah, same here, right here. It's like, like, dude, you did beat me, but you got to wait in line to get get shot at my title. That's basically what he's saying. Yes, but Corbin also retorts by saying that he also beat Braun Breaker at no mercy. So he he believes that he should be next in line for an NXT title shot. So that, of course, begs the question, should Baron Corbin be next in line for a title shot? Actually, I do, but lose, evidently, but put up a good fight, though, I think. Yeah, that's where I'm a little conflicted because I believe if Baron Corbin goes for the NXT title, he should win it. He's the top heel in the company. Not right now. He's a star in NXT, and his resume speaks for itself. So if you're not ready to put the title on Corbin, don't give him the title shot. Okay, I see what you mean. Because if Corbin doesn't beat him, who will after that? Does Trick uh, Williams beat him? Nope. Does somebody else on that roster that's deserving because the list is not that big. No, it's not. As far as who deserves to be NXT champion. NXT champion. They don't really have a lot of main eventers no, on they the do show. Not. No, uh, they don't. You know, they're just going to be shuffling the same guys over and over again. That's why I get annoyed when they call up top guys who have never held the NXT championship. It's like you're diluting your roster. You're causing a problem. That's why the ratings sometimes for NXT can be in the toilet because you took all their popular people and put them on Raw and SmackDown where they're rarely seen as opposed to NXT where they're always seen. That's what I'm saying. Don't call people up unless you're prepared to run with them. Like really seriously fucking run with them. And if they have the option to go back, what's the point fucking call them up in the first place? That's true as well. So some of this shit is just dumb. Very, very dumb. But like I said, I would... Be okay with Corbin getting the title shot, but if Corbin gets the shot, he should win. So that's why I'm saying let's not book this match anytime soon. Nope. Unless you want Dragonov to have a short title reign, which I would not be... 
against that. I feel like WWE should have some shorter title reigns because I'm getting tired of title reigns lasting six months to a goddamn year while, while they have to reshuffle the deck constantly. You can have short title reigns every now and then, but not too short. We'll get into more of that later. Uh, right now, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got Gigi Dolan, one-on-one against Blair Davenport. Did you like this right here? I barely remember this. I barely remember this, too. I was It was just not interesting to me. It was Blair Davenport and Gigi Dolan, and I was looking on, goofing up, checking my Facebook and my email. All along with the whole Blair Davenport won. Big whoop-de-fucking-do. Who cares? I don't. Benny, take it away, sir. Actually, it was Gigi who won. She rolled up Blair Davenport. So they fucked this up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're reading off the notes, and Zach botched by reading the notes that the guy botched. Uh, Basically, Zach pulled a Ron Burgundy. <laughs> he read off the teleprompter, and the teleprompter was stay wrong. Cla- stay, cla- stay classy. Fuck you, San Diego. No, he didn't even say stay classy. He's like, I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> and everybody just like shocked, and Ron's just like, mm-hmm. He's just, he's just, he's just saying, uh, good news story. Like he doesn't even realize what he just said or what he just did or that he fucked up. Scotch, scotch, scotch. I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Dad, do my belly. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. A little bit of shake. That's Talladega. That's no, we're still Ron doing welfare. Do it, motherfucker. A little bit of shake. A little bit of shake. A little bit of shake. Shake, 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 shake. I could do this all day. You know I can. And I'll win. And bake. Hate my life. <laughs> you love your life. You know you do. <sighs> Only because I want this to stop. Oh. So, all right. Anyway, we have uh, this match here, and it was boring. It, it was boring. There boring. was no, there was no oomph to this match. No. It didn't feel like a big fight feel. It didn't have anything interesting attached to it. No. Gigi got the roll up. Congratulations. It. Yeah. Oh crap! Gigi, don't let me be the bitch. Gigi, we don't mean that. Vinny and I love you to death. <laughs> no, I, I have all the respect in the world for Gigi Dolan. I'm just saying this, this match was not interesting. This is boring as shit. Hey, I'm an analyst. I call it like I see it. Yeah, same here. So anyway, uh, we cut to the backstage area with Kiana James. So basically, she's saying that she wants. Uh, people to start noticing her instead of Roxanne Perez and mentions the fact that you know Roxanne is a former NXT women's tag team champion as is Kiana James. Uh, Roxanne Perez was in the breakout tournament as was Kiana James and Kiana James thinks she needs to be higher on the pedestal than Roxanne. But the part is I agree with her but unfortunately the booking committee wants to go a different way and their way is stupid. But stupid. And then they say that um, she's going to basically say if Roxanne wants a match with her, she has to get through her opponent next week that Kiana just handpicked and sent some money to to come down. And that is, of course, the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. So Asuka will be on NXT next week, and she will go one-on-one against Roxanne Perez. Do you even give a fillers fuck? No. Me neither. It's two women I can't stand about to have a match for reasons that are stupid to basically face Kiana James, which tells me that Kiana and Roxanne are probably going to lock up at Halloween Havoc. And Roxanne's probably going to go over. And I'm going to vomit. Don't you, don't, don't put that evil out into the world. I mean, it's out there. I'm just saying I'm going to vomit if that fucking happens. 
Please don't, because if you do that, you'll make me vomit. Well, then... We'll both puke our fucking guts up. Yeah, so I just don't want to fucking see that. So Yeah, I'm, neither do I. I, I, I don't actually care, and I went James Wynn. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously it's NXT, so I'm still going to watch next week, but this is a match I'm you not excited for. You don't have a choice for. now, do you? None of us do. Nope. So it's part of the job. You sure? And then we see the field for the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, which we have uh, Lola Vice. We have Danny Palmer, and then we have uh, Ariana Grace, and she's stealing fucking somebody's gimmick from uh, TNA, but that's okay. <laughs> Plenty of people have had this kind of gimmick. Um, and then we got uh, Jada Parker, who was an SEC champion in soccer and did national champion at LSU in softball. Okay, and then we have... Chikara Jackson. A Vogue Tra- runway model, bikini bodybuilding champion. Kind of reminds me of Eve Marie. Nah. Nah. Carmen Petrovic, a third degree black belt, U.S. Open champion in karate. So she's got some martial arts to her. Mm-hmm. That could be a helpful gimmick as well. And then, of course, there's good old Kalani Jordan, three-time Michigan State gymnastic champion, five-time academic All-American. So we and we of course we know Kalani Jordan. We've seen her in plenty of matches. We've seen um what she needs to work on and what she's like. Which is a shitload of stuff to work on. Oh yeah. Then we got Izzy Dame, who's a professional volleyball player, first team all Mac in volleyball. So that and that's pretty much the uh, breakout ladies that we see. And then out of nowhere, they decide to have the first match in the breakout tournament, and we have Izzy Dami versus Kalani Jordan. Did you enjoy this right here? No. Me neither. Because I don't know who Izzy Dime is. I know who Keanu Jordan is. It was sloppy. It was messy. These two young ladies have a lot to work on. They're greener than a motherfucker. Yeah. This is their greener than baby shit, most definitely. I can't take uh, that. <laughs> Kalani Jordan clearly can't lead a match. Izzy uh, needs a lot of work. Both these women need a lot, a lot of work. This was a very difficult match to watch. Just imagine Gator was watching this right here. Oh, God, he'd have worse to say. <laughs> we're, we're at least being somewhat nice about yeah, this. Yeah, Gator yeah. Would, well, Gator would rip it apart because, in general, he hates women's wrestling, period. Yeah, true. So, even if it's... If, so if, if he sees women's wrestling, that's the shitty, it's a lot worse. Both these women belong in the kitchen. Nope. They belong in the kitchen. No, back gator. They're out there trying to tell stories. They should be in the back making me a sandwich. Why don't you go get off your lazy ass and do your fucking stuff, you lazy fuck? Because that's what we got for. I I, I was having a real good night until your ass had to come out of the basket. So I'm going to say this once. Get your ass back to the fucking basket now. But don't you need to do some shake and bake while you're at it? I'll do some shake and bake later. But basket, or I will convince Vinny not to let you have the territories. He's pretty much taken that from me, so I don't really care. Two, three, four, five. This is the part of the show where the ginger's trying to be a countdown parent, and he's finding out why those type of parents never get anything done. Because it's the shitty. Basket. It's very much the shitty. This was the shitty. It shit upon my business. You're just jealous. They're better than you. Okay. It shits upon my business. It shits upon the business when it shits upon the business. Gator needs to speak. Gator needs to speak. I'm ceasing. Nope. You do not get to speak. Zip. Gator is talking. No. Okay. Mission, but you ready? Can we please have a conversation? Because we're actually in the business. Gator, Gator, relax. We do need to get through this show, okay? We really need to get through this show. 
But do we agree they belong in the kitchen? No, Gator, they do they not belong, belong in, the, in kitchen. the kitchen. But this was definitely the city. It yes. was the city, but they don't belong in the kitchen. They just have a lot of stuff to work on. The greener the baby shit than what Ben just said less than two minutes ago. Yes, um... That is very true. That is very true. They are. They so are very much now I'll say this one more fucking time. Get your Virginia ass back to the basket now. I do not want to go basket. to the basket. I'm not going basket. to the basket. I refuse Territories. to go to the basket. Territories. Can we have one night? One night where that fucker just not come out? And... Well, he didn't show up during No Mercy. Never mind. I'll let that one go. <laughs> I'm just saying. Can we have one night? Technically, we did. He didn't Jesus. Yell for no mercy, you know. Some... Fuck shit, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That 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 was bad, though. I couldn't. I couldn't not tell Gary to shut up. It was hard to argue with him. I mean, no, we're not gonna put them in the kitchen, but they they need to go to the performance center and do a lot more. Work. Yeah, they got a lot of work on. And we cut to the backstage area with Duke Hudson and Andre Chase as they ask Thea Hale if they can accompany her to the ring tonight. JC Jane tells Hale it's a good idea. Jane leads the group in a chase you chant. Uh, I saw this right here. There was just uh, there was this, uh, like um, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson trying to get Thea Hale back with them, and Thea said like, "Nah, I'm gonna hang out with her instead." But do you know the one thing about Thea Hale? She looks good for. But she is thick. I mean, in the right places. She is built like a shit brick house. I realized I was like, is well, she that fucking big? Well, she like works like she's like she lifts weights and stuff. Well, she's not thick. She's just muscular. That's, that's what I meant. She's just yeah. built like a shit brick house. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's muscular. It's different than thick. Thick is like that. That means fat and meat. This is muscle built. This is a little different. But yeah. I think it's because Thea is starting to... Obviously, she's trying to bulk up more for this gimmick. And obviously, she's trying to come out of the shell of dressing up like the cheerleader and everything else. And kind of becoming like, you know, a grown-ass woman, as she says. You know, so she has to change things up a little bit. And it also helps that she's working out and getting in shape. That is true. Those are things that help her out. And the fact that JC Jane is leading the group in a Chase You chant is showing that maybe there's a possibility that JC might be going for some type of babyface run. Maybe she's trying to embrace the Chase You, or maybe she's still manipulating Thea Hale, but is giving just enough of the good stuff to, to throw off the scent. Because one thing you need to know about people who manipulate or people who are narcissists or people who are toxic, they try to pull people away from your friends and away from your family so that you're all they got. Because if you're if they're all you got, they can manipulate and control you more when you're by yourself than when you're around other people who might be able to spot their bullshit. So they very much like to keep you isolated. So by having JC Jane say, sure, bring Chase you out, it allows her to keep herself under wraps because it's like oh well he's they're not taking me away from my friends and my family so they must be good people as they continue the manipulation tactics and on that note we move on to the next uh, match of the evening we got ourselves a tag team match here we got thea hale and jc jane versus lola vice and electra lopez once again i'm gonna ask you a question Vinny. you call this a match it's a match but it wasn't interesting it wasn't interesting at all okay i want to make this short scene slam slam boom boom winners are thea hale and jc jane that's it well there was one good moment was the the was. finish the the Kimura lock where yeah, 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 yeah. I did not expect Electra to tap out. Yeah, she tapped out real quick. I was like, all right, Thea Hell. Like, here's the deal. Say you, you cheated on Thea Hell, she's gonna put that move on you. You do know that, right? Yes. But she's too young for me, anyways, and you too. I don't care. Uh, is that I, I always say everything is anything. Age is just a number, unless that number is under eighteen. And Thea Hale is not under eighteen. 
Therefore, be a hail is fair game to me. Have fun. That's the rule. Hey, uh, one quick question for you. Are you going to take her to her uh, prom or supervise you? Um, well, she's not in school anymore, so she would not be going to a prom. <laughs> unless Chase U decides to throw a prom, in which case I'll happily take her to that. You know, as long as Andre Chase isn't trying to do that whole, like, you know, separate everybody and make us do that stupid-ass slow dance thing. Although that would be a funny segment. That would for, be, that'd be fucking hilarious. I would love to see that. They have a chase you like a prom <laughs> night or something. And they have that thing where, like, let's say Thea Hale meets this guy and follows for him and stuff. And they're doing that dance where they're hugging and they're real close. And then Chase you, and then Andre Chase comes over and make, kind of separates them. You got to do that one where the guy puts the hand on the girl's waist and the girl puts her hand around the guy's neck. And that's how you have to slow dance. You got to keep that long-ass distance between you. Those awkward, stupid fucking dances that are like, this is dumb as fuck, but they cannot be too close because they know that the friction PDA, will make... PDA, PDA. Yeah, well, that's because it has to be a school function, and, mm-hmm. you know, you can't you can't be all romantic. I'll bite my Irish ass. That's what I used to say. It's fucking stupid. Well, not to bite my Irish ass, but I would say, like, fuck this shit. But, anyway, Thea Hale taps out Electra Lopez, which was fucking epic. It was. I thought that was that was the one part that I enjoyed. The rest of it was hard to follow. Just it was boring as shit. Very very true, sir. And then all of a sudden we cut to the parking lot where we see uh Carmelo Hayes about to leave the building. And Carmelo says that he requested a match with Braun Breaker. So he's gonna face Braun Breaker next week. And he got off the phone after getting some advice from John Cena. And he said he didn't tell me what I wanted to hear, but he told me what I needed to hear. And he said that he's a 16-time world champion. So he had to get up 15 times and keep moving forward. And that's what Carmelo Hayes is going to do. Keep moving forward, pick himself up, and get back in the game. He also makes the announcement that next week on NXT, when Carmelo Hayes faces Braun Breaker, John Cena will be in his corner for the match. So John Cena, the greatest of all time, is showing up on NXT. I saw this right here. I was like, all right. I was like, all right. I've requested a, um, uh, somebody to be there in my ring. That's none of the 16-time world champion John Cena. And then we're going to see where that goes. He basically said everything that I was going to say. Anyways, well, we'll see where this happens right here. Carmella Hayes against uh, Ron Baker. Just in case somebody tried to do something funny, John Cena's got Carmella Hayes' back. Well, I'm very intrigued to see what happens next week. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, people can say whatever they want about John Cena, love him or hate him or whatever. This is one of the all-time greats, the man who is considered in WWE to be the greatest of all time. I don't... I, 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 I support that personally just from everything he's done in the WWE. So you'd be hard-pressed to have an argument against that. But to have him on NXT is a big deal. That's going to generate ratings. That's going to make people want to tune in. To see what happens with Cena in the corner of Carmelo Hayes. Especially since, again, John has nothing to do because of the actor strike. Now, apparently, the writer's strike has been settled somewhat. But the actors are still striking. But the writers, they've come to some sort of agreement or compromise and are living to fight another day. But the actors are still striking. So until the actor's strike ends, we can expect to see a lot of John Cena in WWE. We can expect to see a lot of The Rock in WWE. And hopefully, we might even see Batista. That would be very interesting to see the animal, Batista. Yes. But John Cena and Carmelo Hayes' corner, that's big. That's huge. And then, just when we thought it couldn't get any crazier, we find out Cody Rhodes is going to be on NXT next week with a major announcement. I wonder what that major announcement is going to be. I have an idea. Which is? 
Here's what I'm thinking. I know at Fastlane, it's supposed to be Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso against Finn Balor and Damian Priest for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles. I'm calling it right now. Judgment Day wins. I don't see Cody and Jey winning the titles. I just don't. But here's what I think the announcement Cody's going to make is. I think he's the guy that got traded to SmackDown. Because when Jey Uso came over to Raw, they said that someone got traded to SmackDown in exchange for Jey Uso. I think Cody is that guy. Because after this NXT, you got to bear in mind, Fastlane is this Saturday. That means by this time next week, Fastlane will have already come and gone. We're going to be gearing up for the Survivor Series. Or I think Crown Jewel. I think Saudi Arabia might be the next one. I think that's in early November. Okay, 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 okay. Cody might be the one going to SmackDown. I think he is, and I'll tell you why. Because unless you want Cody to win the Royal Rumble again, the only way Cody can get the match with Roman at WrestleMania 40 is to go to SmackDown. He has to be traded to SmackDown. Because Cody's a Raw superstar. And we all know that Cody has to finish the story by winning the title they took from his father in the garden. And that's the belt that Roman has. And Cody has specified that. The title Roman has is the title Cody needs to finish the story. The world title that Seth has ain't gonna do that. Not at all. He's not saying he doesn't want to be world champion. He'd be happy to hold it. But that's not gonna finish the story. And Cody needs to finish the story. He needs to finish the story and finally dethrone Roman. Uh, and if you don't want to do it at Mania because you might be bringing in The Rock, then Cody needs to win the title before WrestleMania. Whether it happens in Saudi Arabia, whether it happens at Survivor Series, whether it happens at the Royal Rumble. I doubt it will happen at Elimination Chamber. Of course not. But either at Survivor Series or the Rumble, Cody needs to take the title. If you're planning on having Roman versus The Rock. Because you cannot have Roman go into that match as the champion. He can't. Unless you want The Rock to win the title. Because Roman cannot hold on to this belt for another year. It's it's getting stale as fuck and it needs to end. Stale like a potato chip on the bottom of the bag. It's stale like bread. Which is worse. But, here's the other interesting thing before we get to the main event. As we've noticed, the Judgment Day is here. Mm -hmm. Cody's coming next week. Mm -hmm. John Cena's coming next week. Mm -hmm. There's one other person coming next week, but we won't talk about it right now because we don't want to jump ahead. But when you notice a lot of big stars, and even Asuka, mm -hmm. is coming next week. Yeah. Does anyone know why? Because I just found out why they're coming. Why are they coming? Turns out, next week is a special Tuesday edition of AEW Dynamite. Uh-oh. AEW is doing a special Tuesday night Dynamite. I don't know why. I don't know if there's something wrong with TBS. Like, are they airing, like, playoff games or something? Like, the, like is there... It's the baseball playoffs. Yeah. So, most likely because of the baseball playoffs, they're going to be moving Dynamite to Tuesday. So, in order to prevent the NXT fans from going to Dynamite, which they might be doing that because they're calling it Title Tuesday... And at, for those of you who may not know, and I'll talk about it here briefly because we're on the subject, Edge, whose real name is Adam Copeland, is now in AEW. He showed up at the Wrestle Dream pay-per-view this past Saturday, which I did not watch, but I did see clips all over social media. Yeah, I did too. It was on Twitter, it was on Facebook. Yeah, it was on YouTube, it was YouTube. all over the place. Yeah, everybody was talking about uh, Edge going to AEW, and he's able to keep the Radar Superstar name. He still has his entrance music that was done by Alter Bridge. But he does not have his name Edge. He has to go by Adam Copeland because Edge is a WWE trademark name. Okay, we'll see what happens here. Maybe they can uh, learn a thing or two from uh, uh, Adam Copeland, not Edge. 
We're going to try to call him by Adam Copeland. But I'm still going to call him Edge because that's what we know him as. Well, we can call him Edge. It doesn't matter. They just, on AEW television, they have to call him Adam Copeland. They can't call him Edge. Yeah, I got you. I got MJF you. almost got in trouble for calling him Edge at the press conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, he he like he said Edge, and then Tony Khan went, whoa, 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 whoa. And then MJF rolled his eyes and said, fine, Adam Copeland. Basically rolling his eyes like, get, like grow up, you fucking mark. <laughs> that's kind of what MJF was thinking. But um, either way, you know, that's why they're stacking the card next week. But I do think Cody's announcement's going to be that he's going to SmackDown. That way, it's easier for him to challenge. And then Cody doesn't have to win the Royal Rumble to get the title shot. Or he could just win the title before the Rumble and not even have to compete in it. Because I got a strong feeling that, based on the momentum, there's a good chance. I think LA Knight's going to win the Rumble coming up. And then he can choose to face Seth Rollins or whoever the world champion is. And then LA Knight can win the world heavyweight title and go to Raw and elevate that world heavyweight title and make it mean something. Yeah, true. Because Seth's just been doing mid-card shit with it. Very true. And keeps on getting attacked by uh, Nakamura. Yes. I'm hoping that rivalry ends soon because I'm not excited about it. sick of seeing it. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening. For the NXT North American Championship, Trick Williams defends the title against Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley. Good start, shitty finish, right, Vinny? Oh, God. I I was awake for this match, and all the way up to the finish, I was enjoying it. Yep. All right, Trick Williams lost. He should have had Carmelo Hayes come and have his back, right, Vinny? Yeah. They could tell they were clearly fucking him because then all of a sudden, after a certain point in the match, out comes Finn Balor, out comes Damian Priest. Out comes Mommy. And then, well, Mommy was already there. She was already out there with him in his corner. It's just that eventually, um, you know, Finn and Damian come out. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, JD McDonough, who's still trying to get into the Judgment Day because... Finn wants him in, but uh, Damien, not so much. Although, eventually, I think he's going to vote yes. Because one of the big uh, issues or storylines that they're going into is people think that the Judgment Day is going to be having a match in War Games. Mm. And that's why some people think that the War Games match is going to be the Judgment Day. And it's going to be like Cody, Kevin, Sammy, and Jey Uso. So it would be Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, Jey Uso on a team. And that would be War Games, which... As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. you could still do that. Yeah, Even if Cody yeah. got traded to SmackDown, yeah. I see no reason why they wouldn't, for one night only, just put that in the War Games. One night only. Bring him in and be part of the War Games. Or they just have a thing where Cody decides to face Roman at Survivor Series, and then Kevin, Sammy, and Jay recruit somebody else for War Games. Maybe they bring in Trick Williams, call him up for a yeah, night. This is bullshit he should not he just got it he should have at least had a somewhat of a couple month reign as the north american championship champion this does not make sense whatsoever we were looking at each other like what the fuck are they doing i was like all right fuck off russo even though you have nothing to do with it i mean seriously this was stupid dumb and boring as shit. not boring but not smart this whole card had one word Vinny. you know what that word is what sucked this this was garbage. There was no reason why Trick Williams yeah, should not no. be the North how American champion. How hard he built right him now. up for this at all, and then this is how he gets 
fucked in the ass with the elephant dick with no lube? Pretty much. Couldn't have said it better. That that it, there was no logic behind that. None. None. You practically took a zero. You took a whole streak and you built this up only to take it away from him right now. Yeah. So I will say this. What's that? I, we're not gonna see a mellow trick breakup. No. Because Mellow has no reason to be angry or jealous of Trick Williams. None at all. Because he's no longer the North American goddamn champion. And it makes no fucking sense for Dominic to hold on to this title. That's true. It, it makes no sense. Or what they could do is uh, is get is get them together like they are a trick and mellow and make them tag team champions. NXT tag team uh, make them the tag team champions. Well, yes, trick and mellow, yeah. But I'm saying here's what you could have did with Dominic. Mm. You could have had even if Trick held on to the North American title, they could use the Freebird rule. Mm. Have Finn and Dominic be the tag team champions. And then at Fastlane, you have Damian Priest cash in the money in the bank and win the world title. You could easily do that. Damian Priest could cash in at Fastlane. He's now holding the World Heavyweight Championship. Then you have Finn and Dominic be the tag champs. Institute the Freebird rule. Everybody else in a three-man group has done, a group has done it. Mm-hmm. You have a substitution. You do that. And that way, Dominic can be one half of the tag team champions with Finn Balor. That would work. This made no fucking sense, man. It was dumb. Dumb. I don't even hate Dominic, but this was fucking dumb. Stupid. And like I said, it was a goddamn ridiculous moment. And then, soon after we see this, all of a sudden, the wise man shows up, Paul Heyman, who basically talks about John Cena, often referring to him as the second greatest of all time. Huh? Because he wants to imply, he wants to imply that Roman Reigns is the first, the tribal chief, the head of the table, and apparently the tribal chief is not happy with John Cena getting involved in bloodline business. So now, with John Cena being Carmelo Hayes' corner next week, Paul Heyman has announced he will be in the corner of Braun Breaker at the request of the tribal chief. Ooh. So now Paul Heyman is also yeah. showing up at NXT next week. I'm just an advocate. I'm just an advocate. I'm just an advocate. No, he's not. I know he's a manager. <laughs> no, he's special counsel. He's the wise man of the tribal chief. Advocate was when he worked for Brock Lesnar. No, it's not. It's different. It's different phrasing now. He is the wise man to the tribal chief. And I thought it was the truth. I was hoping Roman Reigns would be in the corner of Braun Breaker and he would show up on NXT. Because no disrespect to Paul Heyman. He's one of the all-time greatest managers ever. Oh, fuck yeah. But Roman would draw bigger ratings than Paul Heyman. Bring in more money, sell more tickets for AKA what Gator and Vinny would say, put butts in seats. Right, Vinny? Well, right now it's not necessarily about putting butts in seats because it's NXT. Mm-hmm. Those seats are easy to fill because it's inside the performance center. I'm talking about ratings right now. Yeah, ratings. See, NXT only has to worry about putting asses in seats when they do their premium live events mm-hmm. and they travel. That's when you got to put butts in seats. Like No Mercy, you needed butts in seats. Yes. For their TV show, butts in seats are not necessarily required. Because even if you couldn't sell tickets to it, you have people in the performance center. You can plant their asses in there. You can find some marks that will happily go into that fucking performance center and sit in there and watch a TV taping of NXT. It is doable. Yes, that's true. It's the pay-per-views where they have to sell tickets. This right now is their focus is ratings. Strictly ratings. And right now, NXT is iffy with the fucking ratings. But with all these people coming in, you can get people to tune in and watch. And obviously right now their motivation is to get people to not tune into AEW on Tuesday. But to tune in NXT on Tuesday instead. Yes. 
Now, obviously, we're already doing that. We have for the last, what, how many years in a row now? Um, I don't know. So for, as long as you, for as long as you've been part of the show. <laughs> a while. Well, not part of the show, but, but part of NXT. Yeah. For at least a year and a half to two years. Yeah. It was whenever John walked away. Yep. Right around the start of 2.0. Yep. Because uh, I remember, because I don't know if you were around for Black and Gold. or if I you, was. You were around for the Black and Gold? I was around for Black and Gold. Oh, yeah. Because right around the time John left was when you took over. Yep. So, and you've been consistent with NXT. Mm -hmm. You were around for a while with AEW. You stuck it out as long as you could. I said, fuck it. <laughs> until finally you had to say, fuck it. And then I held on before I finally had to say, fuck it. And he said, I'm about to say, fuck it. I'm about to say, fuck it. And then what happened was CM Punk. I'm saying fuck it. <laughs> yeah, after the yeah, well obviously that's I the reason done. we 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 were done after that. Um Well also maybe what made me pissed off that this was a while ago when he said this bitch ass high spot monkey motherfucker commander did that that um that snake eyes better than that snake eyes. But then that old school Undertaker was better than the Undertaker. I was like, are you are on like what you said, you're on fucking crack. If that was a level of stupid I never thought existed. <laughs> but I would have like I said, I thought Roman could have, you know, would have been cool to see here. But yeah. I got but here's the thing, you also gotta bear in mind. Again, this is happening after Fastlane. So that tells me that John Cena <laughs> is still gonna be feuding with the bloodline for a little while longer. Which of course begs the question. Could John Cena be getting another shot at Roman Reigns? Hmm. And if that's the case, could John Cena end up dethroning him? And John Cena finally becoming a 17-time world champion and breaking the record of the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Because if anyone deserves to break that record, it's John Cena. Yeah. And also, with all due respect to Cody, because y'all know I love Cody, even if he didn't beat the Tribal Chief... He could still beat John Cena. So bear that in mind. Cody has to win the title they took from his father in the garden. It didn't say he had to beat Roman Reigns. True. That's just the ideal way to go about it to build your next guy. But as much as Paul Heyman wants to live in fantasy land, I live in reality. And in reality, John Cena, bigger star than Roman Reigns. Oh, God, yeah, of course he is. So... Cody beating Cena for the title would definitely elevate him to another level. All we need is, is that Roman Reigns needs to drop the title and move on. Exactly. And I'm intrigued to see how much farther this goes. And, very, very true, sir. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT. Uh, Zach, as always, I uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And uh forward to seeing you on the next one. Um, I'm actually on vacation this week, but I will be here. All right. Well, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. We'll be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check out the Mail Soap Opera Moment coming out later this week as we'll be giving our predictions for WWE Fastlane taking place this Saturday. So right around Saturday morning, afternoon, before uh, Fastlane airs is when the Mail Soap Opera Moment will be on the Boochcast Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram 
at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Zach and I have been working on Dark Side of the 2000s. We're getting the majority of those episodes done. we got a few more we're trying to get done. We're also got to get the ball rolling more on Dark Side of the Ring. So we've got a lot of YouTube content that we're working on that we're going to edit and get out to you guys very, very soon. So be on the lookout. Soon as possible, sir. Later, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, dudes, and gents, and that's all I have to say. And make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 25th for WWE Survivor Series. Uh, we're trying to get the team together to see if they can get things organized. Because as of right now, unless something changes, because there's a chance it might, uh, I will not be attending the watch party on the 25th because I will be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on the 24th and the 25th of November with Buff the Stuff Bagwell for WrestleCade. And I will be at work because that's the week of Thanksgiving. Good fucking luck with that. Yeah. So make sure you guys come down. If you're in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, come on down to WrestleCade. Meet Buff Bagwell and a lot of other big name stars in wrestling. And uh, of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and a special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have a second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than the Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. Same amount of money you used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it's sold the Peacock, you got to go to put that $9.99. The $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content in the network, and unlike the elite, we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. With the option to pay the credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host, and please let me pay for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the recipe, good old Zachariah Scott, his ramen noodles, and try to get in laid, which I think would be a lot better if he just up as Chucky for Halloween. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a the booch saying keep on living life and take care this has been the booch cast we'll talk to you guys next time until then pizza baby well i see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye goodbye so long so long farewell farewell adieu adieu be good stay well bye bye keep warm relax and eat take care stay loose